Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, it's Monday. You know what that means. That means we speak with Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing well, man. Hey, one of the things I knew I wanted to talk to you about since Saturday, I think on Saturday I saw that the ETF, uh, or at least the first ETF for Bitcoin was going to be approved. Uh, they're saying it's supposed to be starting trading tomorrow, but I don't really know what it means. Uh, again, you are an entrepreneur, you're a trader, you're in and out of markets, you watch Bitcoin, I do not. So I'm curious, what, what does a Bitcoin ETF mean for kind of the average person, not a crypto person, not somebody that's day trading or in that, but just an average Joe doesn't own any, what, what's a Bitcoin ETF mean perhaps? So there's a couple of different types. This one is not what, what is uh, known as a spot ETF. In other words, it's not an ETF that's going to own actual physical Bitcoin. Ah. It's a futures ETF. So it's an, so it's an exchange traded fund that is going to, ex that is going to trade futures contracts. So, you know, Got futures it. contracts is a whole different ball game. You know, it's a speculative asset, probably going to be used more by like hedge funds, um, you know, traders, options, traders, things like that. But in general, what an exchange traded fund is, it's usually um, a collection of things, or mm -hmm. if it's like a spot, it can hold you know, actual Bitcoin. And what that would do is that there are companies and there are investors and institutions that cannot, because of mandate and compliance and things like that, they can't own physical Bitcoin because of custody issues and you know, all these different things, mm -hmm. but they can own stock, which in, a, mm -hmm. you know, in an exchange traded fund that trades that. So what the industry is really waiting for is a spot, a Bitcoin spot exchange traded fund and an Ethereum okay. spot exchange traded fund. That is going to be a game changer where institutions, pension funds, sovereign mm. wealth funds, life insurance companies, that's when those entities can come in at scale versus just a futures mm. um, you know, speculative fund, which can drive the price wildly up and down. That is amazing. So that's great information. See, again, I don't track this, don't know what's going on. Uh, so, um, so again, the one that's supposedly trading tomorrow is a futures market. So they're not going to own any physical or spot Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, they're just trading futures contracts and the market's really pumped in advance mm -hmm. of this. So the real question is, uh, are we going to see a big sell-off, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event like we've <laughs> seen on a couple of occasions? Yeah. Or is this going to continue to kind of sustain momentum? So you know, a lot of a lot of questions in the market right now for Bitcoin because it, it had its high, highest weekly close ever yeah. this past week. Sunday is the closing, and you know it's pushing you know all time highs again. So, you know, it's um, tricky territory right now. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I have to ask, given the difference between a futures ETF and a spot ETF, I think you said it, but I just want to make sure there are people or companies or whatever they are that are applying to actually have a spot ETF, or, or are they not doing that? Yeah, yeah, like Grayscale, you know, yeah. Bitcoin Trust, you know, Michael Saylor, his organization, MicroStrategy, they've created an entity to hold their Bitcoin. They might convert that to an ETF at some point. Mm. Kathy Wood has applied for one. Oh, wow. So there are companies that have applied for actual spot, you know, Bitcoin ETFs. Um, but right now, the three or four that are on the table are futures, okay. which, you know, you can already, already kind of trade those at the CME, you okay. know, options. You can trade options. Yeah. So again, the the this so when I heard this, I wasn't sure if this was like, hey, it's a sign that it's a sign that crypto or more specifically, maybe a sign that Bitcoin is is more um, I don't know. It's to be appreciated, right? It's not it's not fake news, if you will, right? If it, it, the yeah, SEC, mainstream mainstream, you know, that's um, the word. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream. And it, and you know, the problem with a futures ETF is that it's, it's very speculative and it's, it's meant for short term. It's not a long term thing. Yeah. But it is a step in the right direction for the industry as a whole. So the okay. SEC and the, you know, uh, CFTC, the federal government has come out and said, look, we're not going to try to ban cryptocurrencies or anything like that. They want to regulate it, which is mm -hmm. good for the industry, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that, so that other entities and institutions can come into the game, you know, but they need to understand what are the rules, what are the, you know, compliance issues, taxes, you know, all these different things. And there is a lot of fraud. There's a lot of manipulation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, um, insider trading going on in the industry right now. For sure. So, you know, there needs to be some regulation, but the same thing happens in the stock market. You know, regulation doesn't stop all that. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't stop the bad actors, but it can help kind of, you know, tail it in a little bit. But the real big game changer that what, what the industry is trying to get to is where anybody, the average, you know, 80-year-old retiree can just open up an app and buy some, you know, Bitcoin, mm -hmm. you know, through an ETF versus having to worry about a wallet, taking it offline, putting it in cold storage like yeah. you've done with yours. Yep. You know, that's complicated for a lot of people to have to deal with. Um, you know, I mean, exchanges like Coinbase, Kraken, you know, those guys make it easier nowadays, but there's still risk mm -hmm. to those things in terms of holding the physical asset versus putting it at your own offline cold storage. And there's risks to that as well. Mm -hmm. So with an ETF, I mean, it's just, you can open any, you know, Schwab or E-Trade or Robinhood or whatever and buy and trade these things, which you mm -hmm. can do with Bitcoin now as well. But um, but even Robinhood's not a spot thing. It's more of a fund. Kind yeah, of so that's, that's really interesting. So um, I guess, I know, I, you know, we're not, we don't, your crystal ball is as broken as everyone else. But the, these people are applying for a spot ETF now. So it's possible that some gets approved in the next six to 12 months, maybe? Because I think in, with Bitcoin specifically, that changes the game, right? That $21 million you know, unit cap. Um, when you get the real big boys coming in and trading ETFs, that, that, that's a whole lot of demand, I think. Yeah, potentially. That's the whole idea is that, you know, the quantity is limited, you know, the big money has yet to enter the space, period. And there's a lot of other options for people to invest in. And I think, you know, I, I don't know how far Bitcoin's price can go and at what point institutions say, I'm just not buying that at that price. Right. Because the higher it goes, the bigger your downside risk goes. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and it's still a new asset. And as it changes and evolves, it's going to become new. And there's all kinds of price chart projections out there, um, but there's other alternatives for these um, funds to invest in. And there's going to be more, you know, alternative funds created for the different assets like Ethereum, like, you know, Cardano, Solano, mm -hmm. you know, all these other different products that are out there and, and um, you know, projects that are out there. So I don't know ultimately what the industry is going to look like, but right now there's several entities that are scheduled for approval this month. Mm. Um, and the SEC has already taken their uh, liberty of delaying a couple of those decisions. And actually, they have not officially approved the ETF that's going to supposedly start trading tomorrow. Mm. And there is speculation that they might just let it happen and not approve it, oh, that they might not stop it, but they might not approve it either. So they haven't actually, as of you know, 11.09 Eastern Standard Time today, they have not come out and said, we you know, approve this ETF. So, uh, but it is good for the industry overall, 
as long as the price holds up. Now, it could be bad if this is just a head fake mm -hmm. and it's a buy the rumor, sell the news and the market tanks after this thing yeah. goes live tomorrow, if it goes live. Yeah. You know, that could be very bad, you know, for yeah. the industry as a, as a whole. You yeah, know, a, rug, a rug pull or whatever you want to call it. I guess the last thing I'll talk to you about this topic, again, Bitcoin futures versus spot. Thank you for that. Is it fair to say that, uh, I think number two is Ethereum? that Ethereum would be right behind this. And if Bitcoin, given it's the largest market cap, I think it's over a trillion dollars, uh, that mm -hmm. then Ethereum would be next. Is that kind of a fair logic or am I just out of the, out of touch? No, that's, that's next. And that's, you know, most institutions are actually more interested in Ethereum than they are Bitcoin mm -hmm. in terms of, uh, you know, like the institutional investors, real institutional investors, mm -hmm. because they see more of a use case for right. Ethereum uh, then they do Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin is digital property. It's essentially a store of value. Mm -hmm. um, it was created to be a, a currency, a peer-to-peer, -peer, you know, currency without third parties. But you know that isn't efficient. Um, and you know, with something that has that much value, it doesn't really make sense to use it as a currency. It's more of a store of value, and it's digital property. That's how the IRS designates it. So um, Ethereum is more. Um, has more use cases, more adaptability, you know, Solano, Cardano, there's other competitors out there. Mm -hmm. uh, VeChain's another one that a lot of uh, corporations are using for different things. So there's a lot of different technologies out there and tokens for investors to invest in. So this is the first step. So once this gets officially approved, then the next ones kind of fall behind. And as the industry evolves and grows and, you know, we see regulation, um, there's just going to be more and more capital entering the space. And when you look at the investable capital around the world that's out there, you know, it's it's huge in terms of the total market cap of crypto where it could go. Uh, Bitcoin right now is the dominant crypto, like you said, it's a little over a trillion. Dominance is probably close to fifty percent right now. Um, you know, the altcoin space takes up the rest of it, and that's spread out over a bunch. But ETH hmm. is the number one of the altcoins. You know, it okay. takes up probably fifteen percent of that space. Wow, lots of stuff going on in this space. I will never. Uh... I will never go there, right? I got my little insurance policy. I am good. But you look at it, you follow it, you talk about it almost certainly weekly. Uh, so how can people follow your YouTube channel? Because it's amazing. That's where I go to get a lot of my data. Yeah, it's gregdickerson.com. Everything, um, all my YouTube channel, podcast, all that social media links are all, the, all there. So go to gregdickerson.com. You can check it out. And yeah, I've been uh, putting out some content about it. I'm kind of been holding right now to wait and see mm. what it's going to do right now because it's such a pivotal time. Nobody knows what's going to happen once this thing goes live. So it's really, really tricky right now. So I might post this one today if you make this one live first so I can go yep. ahead and get, get some information out there for you know people to look at and what to look for. But really fascinating times. And, and I would urge everybody, you know, to, you know, if you don't know anything about the space, I'd start paying close attention to it because, you know, some of these things are real and they are going to be the future of our, you know, economic system moving forward. Mm -hmm. Some of these other things are just going to go away and they're just, they're just flat out, like you say, rug pulls, mm -hmm. meaning there's no team behind it. There's no use case behind <laughs> it. They just issue a bunch of tokens, get a bunch of people in. It's almost like an IPO for a stock yeah. and there's no company behind it. It's just an You're IPO offering of nothing. Yeah. You remember that? I think they were called the pink sheets. Remember those back uh, 20 mm -hmm. years ago? Yeah. That pink sheets were something. Oh, yeah. That, that's what uh, the Wolf of Wall Street was selling. Exactly. Yeah. The pink sheets. You go get a, you go get a company that's like at one cent, you talk it up, get a mm -hmm. pretty story and you sell it at $3 and 50 cents and you make, you know, 
30,000% or something crazy. So yeah, pink sheets. That's what some of these crypto coins are, altcoins are. So pretty cool. Thank you for uh, f- tracking it because I won't. It's, I know where my domain is and uh, I'm not going to look there. That's why I follow you. That's why I watch your YouTube channel. So thank you very much.